low. Nice enthusiasm for the comeback of the century. Return of the pod. Return of the pod. The Podfather Part 2. The last podcast. The last of pod 2. This is great stuff. We're challenging behaviours and we're back after a year. <laughs> for what Empire Strikes Back. Hope, yeah, what we're hoping is a maybe like a run of six episodes and maybe like every few months we can do a run of six uh, of just so we have time to be uh, regular existing people. <laughs> Tom's got to study and do his own work and stuff. You've got to keep making those sweet live streams. I'm sure everyone listening has come No one's going to know what that's about. <laughs> I think they will, Jack. You're quite famous now. <laughs> Uh, before, we, um, before we started the podcast, Jack made this big deal about how he's been in lots of newspapers now and that yeah, I had to yeah. call him Famous Jack. So <laughs> That's true, though. Um, <laughs> and he's not allowed to look at me like in the eye. And no. I, have to, I have to have my camera off on Zoom. Yeah, and, I, and I've made him put change his name from Tom to just not Jack. <laughs> That's how you see the world now. It's yeah, just, there's exactly. Jacks there's, and there's, not Jacks. Jack and there's... Not Jack. But we also had two other people who want me on here too. Uh, we did. So, uh, very cool people. Yeah. So today we have Saba Salmon and Laura Broughton. So Saba's just uh, released a book, which is a collection of essays, uh, all about success stories um, by people with learning disabilities in their own words, uh, which is available in all good bookshops at the moment, and hopefully forever. Uh, and Saba will be very keen, as you'll hear her say at the end, is if you can get it from a local bookshop, um, that would be great. And Laura is an artist who contributed to the book. I'm actually gonna read a little kind of summary of Laura that's written in the book. Uh, it says, in 2016, Laura became the first woman with a learning disability to win a place at the Royal Academy of Arts Summer Exhibition. Her pencil drawing was one of 1,240 chosen from 12,000 submissions to the annual show. Laura is an artist in residence at the South Bank University and has a BA in fine art painting and a postgraduate diploma from the Royal Drawing School. Laura also has a career in social care as a consultant and trainer. Laura was involved in helping a nationwide program of inspections of learning disability services following the Winterbourne View scandal in 2011, where staff in an NHS-funded residential hospital in South Gloucestershire have been abusing learning disabled people. Unfortunately, we didn't even like get onto oh, that because yeah. we were talking about her art and things. So um, maybe one day she could come back. We'd love it. Uh, yeah, both, both really lovely to talk to. Um, I think we this think is actually quite clean. We've got a non-sweary one, so yeah, gather the children um, around. <laughs> um, if you haven't already, get yourself made possible. I'm holding it up as if you can see me, but it's on audio. Yeah. Ah, I forgot to... And as always, I've forgotten to get a picture of us all together. Uh, right, well, uh, enjoy, and I guess we'll see you on the other end. really scrambled that music together <laughs> one morning if i recall maybe even like the morning of the day it was 
uh, released. I was like, oh, we need some music and just. That's crank. fresh, though. That's called being fresh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we stuck. We stuck with it, so it's, yeah, it's well, definitely worked. Garage, I'd say Garage Band did a lot of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just jabbed at a little keyboard and hoped for the best. Um, cool. So yeah, we have uh, two two guests. Two guests today. Um, I'm wondering if you would like to introduce yourselves. Okay, so I'm Saba, uh, Saba Salman, and I am a writer and journalist, and I've just uh, produced a book called Made Possible, and it's about successful people, amazing, talented, beautiful people, uh, like Laura. My name's Laura Broughton, and I'm part of Made Possible, um, thanks to Saba. Um, and I have a learning difficulty and uh, hydrocephalus, um, and I'm an artist. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, um, uh, especially during these bizarre times we now live. Uh, I don't know if it's a great time to release a book or a tra- troubling time to release a book because more time more time on people's hands to read it. But at the same time, you would think so. I'm hoping that amid all the sourdough baking, elderflower berry foraging, and clearing out lofts, none of which I've been doing, I'm hoping people are going to read this book. So, yes, um, none of us uh, intended to bring out Made Possible in the middle of a global pandemic. So, not fantastic timing in terms of. <laughs> getting out and about and we haven't had a launch party which I know is something Laura's especially keen on so we've not had that but um, more seriously I suppose coming out with this book at this time it's it's sort of heightened the timely elements of it because it's all about people's voices it's all about successful people what we all need around us to thrive and as a lot of that has sort of receded, been taken away from us in lockdown. Um, I just think it makes, it makes all the things in Made Possible even more relevant, really. And those direct voices that I think are overlooked at the best of times being even more overlooked now. So it's sort of both good and bad, I guess. <laughs> no, I think um, at least uh, from flicking through it myself, like... I just feel like all the stories, yeah, like you say, they, they paint this picture, but especially at the moment of just what, like it's, it's odd to say it because it seems so obvious to like us, but how much is possible, which seems bizarre because it's obviously called Made Possible. So that sounds a bit like a cheesy sort of, but just, you just see person to person, just all this amazing stuff. And um, Laura, if you, I don't know if you want to talk about your art or... Um, any of it really yeah good question (laughs) (laughs) I would like to talk about it it's true Um, Sabah I met Sabah through um, doing an uh, through what was it is it the expert Um, experience yes exactly so I met Sabah through experts by experience through my support agency um, and we were doing a piece on um, an uh, inspection I'd done, and she'd interviewed me about 
what aspects I was involved in. And um, the uh, process was that I was going on behalf of person with learning difficulties and disabilities to check services uh, and whether their ability to um, help people that lived in supported living were being um, um, assessed right or from the point of view of having difficulties so the um, inspectors could see it from a different point of view. Um, and then at the a couple of years, was it a couple of years later, I think, I was um, just talking and saying that I was into doing art, and then the relationship started from there, really. Um, and I managed to get my piece of work through the Prince's Drawing School. I was doing a drawing class called The Body Clothes, and um, I managed to get it into the Royal Academy Summer Show and Sabo very kindly said that she would um, do an article on it uh, and we uh, yeah went from there really I think yeah, I definitely, I definitely wasn't kind. I was hugely interested and impressed by Laura's work. I mean, so much so that I own, you know, Laura's work as well, um, as everybody should. Quick plug there, Laura, for your fantastic artwork. But, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, we, so we, we met through the original article, which was all about uh, people with lived experience of disability helping to improve the support that people rely on, really. Um, and I think we, yeah, we got on and I was just so interested in, in your art, Laura. Um, and so when I was working on the book or conceiving the book, you were one of the first people I thought of approaching. I was delighted when you said yes. I was very excited too, a bit shocked. I must admit. I was, Why, were shocked? Um, Why were you shocked? Sorry? Why were you shocked? Well, I hadn't been approached before. Um, and I didn't realise it was possible to be uh, what's the word? positive about the idea of having difficulties mm -hmm. that people perceive as problematic because um, that's the way society sort of comes about it sometimes when things... Uh, a learning difficulty to me, when people explain it, they think of learning at school and the process of um, uh, dyslexia and that sort of thing. But mine's actually process of disability rather than just learning through academic process. Um, so I think I really appreciate appreciated the idea that I could explain that a learning difficulty isn't just about that concept, it's about having a disability with it, in my case. Um, and we've got a few questions in, what were they? Yeah. I wanted to be involved to um, say my story, I guess, and just give a different view on um, society and I just recently 
at the time of the book starting, I've just recently gone into independent supported living. And uh, it's a very exciting process because I've been waiting for it for a long time. And it's sort of developed from there, I believe. Do you feel like, um, just in terms of being in the book, was it when you actually got told you were going to be a part of the book, just from a completely um, generally interested standpoint, how did, it, how did that actually feel? Was it just like well, it was so unexpected? nerve-wracking. It was um, like how I didn't really understand how it would work out because, of course, a book means words in pages. And I was like, well, I'm not very good at writing the process of putting pen to um, pen to paper. So I thought, I was a bit like, what's going to happen? And then um, Sabha very kindly said that she'd interview us and then she'd do the writing. So I was like, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Let's try it out. How was it for you as well, Sabba? Was it like getting to interview all these different people? Oh, I mean, it was a complete joy because... I mean, I knew people's stories before, so that's why I approached them. And I suppose, from my perspective, the chance to really spend time, I mean, Laura described it as, as an interview and I wrote it, which is a very neat and edited version um, of what we did. I mean, all the words in Laura's chapter and every chapter, they belong to each of the writers. And all I did was work with each individual to figure out the best way of getting those words out and down. It's not that people don't have a voice, it's just that, you know, A, nobody listens and B, no one tries hard enough to get those words down. Um, but, I mean, the actual process was, was just, yeah, I mean, it was a joy. It was being able to spend time with people I genuinely admire and whose work I'm interested in, you know, who make me laugh um, and getting to go around the country um, doing that was just brilliant um, and in terms of getting the words down like Laura said we did spend a lot of time together so we met and I met Laura's mum Esther as well because Laura you were very keen I think to have your mum's input as well because she's a big part of your story and an artist herself um, and then there are other bits and pieces other pieces of material I mean Laura's artist statement is in the um, is in her chapter other people had speeches they'd done before or letters or bits of script. So it was just a case of working out what, with each person, what they wanted their essay to say. And I think, I don't know if you remember Laura, but when we met early on, we talked about sort of the particular words or feelings or moods, a bit like an artist's mood board or something, I imagine, visually, how, yeah. you know, kind of what you wanted people to feel when they read your words so it wasn't just me putting my filter on it so usually I'd go off and interview somebody there'd be a Q&A I'd trundle off type up the words you know edit it you know maybe put a little bit of my own comment in there this book is completely different to that and it was yeah it was a really interesting and and rewarding cheesy word but accurate rewarding process for me to do that and um and then we had lots of back and forth um you know does this bit fit here do you want that bit there what do you think or you know i want to change this or whatever 
So it was, um, yeah, it was very sort of dynamic. And also we took a long time. I mean, it took a couple of years. I mean, how long do you think, Laura, we were, it's over a year that we were in contact for the actual chapter, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, you uh, very kindly came to my location as a, uh, in London. So that's quite impressive. In very arduous, of... arduous 45 minute journey there for me, Laura. I've never forgotten it. But we had a great time. We met at the Hayward Gallery. No, the Hayward Gallery, no, South Bank Cafe or something. Yes, we did. Um, yes. It was very, very pleasant. It was we very pleasant. Pretended to do some work, caught up, and produced a chapter. Yeah, it was an um, interesting concept, doing it in a cafe. It was good. Um, um, Laura, uh, just on what Sabah said then about how you wanted people to feel when they read it. I know that me and Jack were talking before you guys joined about how we felt reading it. So I'm just interested in um, what you, like what you aimed, yeah, what you wanted people to feel when they read your chapter. Cause that sounds, yeah. <laughs> well, that's an, in I think I was wanting to uh, make them feel like there's a different view on life and there's a different view on uh my view on how i've struggled and how my family struggled but also there is positive out there um you just have to find it in different ways and i think it's just about giving a new view to society that says they see it this way or they see it the same way every time they meet somebody and it's not really fair because each time you meet a new person you take your views on how you, how they look how they interact with you whereas if you uh give somebody a label sometimes i i sort of feel most of the time they give you a label and they think well that means that so that's the result um and it's not necessarily the case in uh, in this book, we get to be an individual with our individual difficulties, but the same sort of knowledge of um, having these difficulties that have been worked out in a way that we individually can understand. Um, I think it's real personal idea of processing the uh so each member has a positive aspect of having a learning difficulty and they've managed that by having individual inputs like you have at school um people give you positive um feedback from work you do but it's had to be more than that for the people that are in this book so I think it's just explaining um, different ways of learning yeah um, speaking of uh, learning so Sabra I'm wondering you know what from meeting all these different uh, people for your book like even you know with the life experience you've had um, the book being inspired by your sister um, like what what have been some of your biggest takeaways from meeting uh, all these uh, um, success stories? 
and uh and the incredible things that uh, these people have been doing i mean i think one thing i probably underestimated was and this is a sort of less serious point but i'll start on it is the fun that's involved you know um so many of the chapters have really funny moments in them you know and it's all right to laugh about that and I, i've written about my own experiences with with my sister which you know are tragic and comic both at the same time so i think that was one aspect that having met and interviewed a lot of the contributors before obviously there's only so much you can do in a two-hour meeting where you've then got to rush off hit your deadline chop off 300 words you know maybe add something else in because something happens in the gap between you finishing it and it being published um so there's not a lot of room to breathe so for me it was being able to see the whole person i think despite the fact that i thought i knew most of the people in the book pretty well and it was getting to know their family story as well so perhaps experiences when people were young i mean laura mentioned school there which you know i i didn't know a lot about laura's early school life and you know she writes beautifully in, in the chapter about you know being at um at nursery school which is not something i knew and how that impacted her and you know having teachers uh when she was younger and what influence that had and i think the other thing and this word is is used a lot but it's that aspect of resilience really which um you know some of the experiences described in the book are really tough people have been through some absolutely horrific things but you know without wanting to put a triumph over tragedy vibe on it because that's what we're trying not to do with this book that's the stereotypical view you know things are either really really bad or really great and people are patronized so that's not what this book does but having said that i think there's so much in it that makes you think you know how how strong people are and that's come from within themselves um and you know i see it with my sister there's so much of her story where that determination and the willingness to learn you know it's come completely from her obviously she has support to get there but it's her personality so i suppose it is it's the, the whole personalities i guess i'm not sure how accurately i've answered that question <laughs> but um yeah it was it just just getting to know people and and actually coming away from most of the meetings feeling like the biggest underachiever ever um you know i mean in a chat with them um, with dan who's the paralympic um swimmer and elite athlete elite athlete where you know he was sort of showing me pictures of of him when he was training and i literally was just sinking into my chair thinking i've got got to get some exercise after this meeting i'm feeling really unfit and i really need to motivate so there was a sense of you know i felt motivated just personally so from a selfish point of view in terms of doing but i would come away thinking yeah i kind of feel i feel like a bit more energetic now and i'm i feel like going off to do something um aside from just working on the book and collaborating um but yeah i mean i i just i love all the stories they're just they're things that are just really impressive achievements that are you know incredible regardless of any support need or anything that anyone may have i think that's um what i found like most important about it when i was reading it um was just this like window into 
again, although I was aware of it and I feel like most of us were going into it, but just the importance of pointing out that these labels that we give people, like you were mentioning, Laura, um, they just don't at all sort of line up with what can be achieved. There is no correlation in any way between how society decides to view certain people and what they can or can't do. And I just thought that was like the, again, like you say, there were bits of it that were quite sad, but even um, in your chapter, Laura, like I was just, by the end of it, I was just really like, just happy. I was uh, just reading it. I was just like, that is just such a good story. And there's just so much achieved in it. And it's the way it was written and everything. I just felt really like, um, almost like I kind of knew you, even though I've not met you until now. Um, but in a good, in just this way of being like, this is, again, not sort of some over patronizing story of sort of amazing success beyond all doubt. It was just someone with a really good skill in terms of your art who just pushed it and pushed it in a way that anyone would who was a good artist and achieved what you'd hope to achieve. So I just very like just the whole book left me like just happy, (laughs) happy to read it. Um, Yeah, it was really good. I found, um, a lot of the stuff that you've written about Laura very like relatable. Uh, uh, I have um, dyspraxia and the way you talk about movement and kind of um, how you had a kind of fascination in terms of your art with your hands. And that really started to get me thinking about, you know, wow, my hands are actually, yeah, like a kind of, if I were to, cause you know, it's a, it affects hand eye coordination. The words in there, yeah. I've never taken the time to like consider like, Oh yeah, these are kind of a big part of society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, um, and I, I, I do wonder, like, if other people uh, who have learned disabilities could, you know, will will read the book and be like, "Wow, this is this. There's so much I can do." Um, um, so I'm wondering, um, Laura, like, how how do you think people kind of perceive you? Like, um, how do you think society? How do you think society kind of sees you? Well, I think if you, it depends what arena you're talking about. So if you're uh, going down the street, um, they may see me as your average person until they are having an obstacle like a skateboard or one of those new scooters that Mm. seem to be the craze at the moment. Because it tends to be that I get, like, my awareness isn't great. So when they're coming straight at me, I'm like, I don't know where to go. And so I stay still and then I get laughed at because I'm like, well, I'd rather you go around me rather than me go into you. So I think from that point of view, it's um, until you come through that process they don't realize but recently um i went on made um what was it uh the undateables program and um people have actually recognized me since then so i get these sort of looks of like do i know that person or do i not and then they're like oh yeah and then they asked me the question and I'm like, yeah, I was on that one. <laughs> um, so I think, can you ask the question again? So 
Um, I'm just wondering how you think kind of if someone heard, um, you know, had just heard about uh, your, um, like you say, your kind of mobility and being kind of aware without knowing you and without knowing your story, what do you think like uh, people would immediately kind of jump to? I'll throw it back at you. Yeah. You know me because of the book. Yeah. What was your perception when, before you read it? Well, I, I, um, that's a great question. Um, uh, I was, so both myself and Tom have quite a lot of, uh, uh, experience working with people with learned disabilities and disabilities as a whole. Um, so I was really coming from a position of, uh, curiosity and, um, you know, especially, and like I said, I really enjoyed, um, uh, going onto your art page and really kind of delving down into that. Um, so I really enjoyed kind of fully immersing myself. I, it's a great question. What was I thinking beforehand? Like, I mean, just the most recent person that you've met before you read the book, Mm. uh, that you didn't know or maybe that you knew had some sort of difficulty that we're talking about yeah um what was your first reaction um so a lot of the time uh, the job i do does actually involve uh you know uh, meeting lots of young people so i'm working with uh, 11 to 18 year olds um okay. um and i i go into the thing not met having met them before but knowing that they have a learning disability something like that um okay. so the, my kind of work does involve that happening a lot so sure. um, i'm always just going there to get to know them um yeah. and the kind of um the minutiae of their learning disability i suppose is uh, kind of almost secondary. I know Tom's done these meetings with me as well. And we're very much just focused on, you know, finding out their kind of the interests and about them as a person. And I think that's one of the great things about this book is that's what it kind of, you really do. I think your personality really shines through in your uh, chapter. Uh, the humor, as I mentioned earlier, was... Um, you have to have a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You, you have also, to laugh at yourself. You also see there's an element of the Jeremy Paxman about Laura, yeah. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is slightly more nuanced in, in her chapter. But I love what you said there about the fact, I think, Tommy, you were saying this as well, that, you know, all of us are already coming to this as, you know, for want of a better word, informed, and we're open to all of these things. But you know, as I was saying, even for me, it did make me think twice as well. So I guess, you know, the book, clearly there's, it has a job to do in sort of out there, hideous word, mainstream. So Mm. people who know nothing about learning disability don't even think twice about it. And we're not talking about, you know, hateful people, people who, you know, think that people like my sister don't matter. We're just, just a general nonchalance in society. You know, you just overlook, Mm. don't really, you know, think about it much that the book's got a job to do out there with that but then 
the other element is I think amongst sort of people who already have some sort of experience, you know, like me as a sibling or someone who sort of writes um, about and with um, learning disabled people, uh, it still has, I think, a message and a, and a meaning. And then beyond that, like you were saying, um, I mean, just before we had this uh, start of the conversation, actually, um, I was contacted by a group of self-advocates who've had a book reading. And so they've done a reading of Made Possible in their group, which uh, I couldn't listen to because I had a deadline to come and talk to you. But that's <laughs> fine. That's OK. I will catch up with that later. Um, but the point is that, as you know, as you... you you were saying, um, Jack, that I think for somebody to read this and go, well, I've got a support need, but yeah, I can do this too. And there's a lot of that in, in, in Laura's chapter and across all the chapters. It's all about, you know, I think it's um, one of the essays is by Gavin Harding, who's the, who's the first uh, mayor with a learning disability, first elected councillor on a local council with a learning disability. And he says something just really simple and, and straight but so powerful he says you know I was I was the first mayor I was the first councillor but I don't want to be the last mm. and I think that's that's also the point is that it's not just hey look at these amazing people and how great they are let's find out about their lives but like what next you know what 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 can we take from this and do or yeah I thought change? I thought um as well that one of the good things about this was that it was kind of like a welcome um again it's gonna sound quite cringy but not in a cringy way but like welcome sort of positivity which i know has come up a bit the word positivity but in sort of just on my twitter feed as well because i mean the, the twitter around sort of disability activism is rightfully just can get really really entrenched and sad because of the way things are so sometimes these sorts of stories are just needed for sort of everyone to read and be like that there is, it's not all doom and gloom and there are. And I think it's about both of those things, isn't it? I mean, I know that one thing that was really important to me while, while working on this book, thinking about the book was I spend so much of my time writing about when things go wrong. Yeah. And I can't not do that. It, that ha you know, and, and there is, so much of that going on but at the same time it's it's also looking at what is possible to kind of reduce all the terrible stuff that that, that goes on um but yeah going back to the positivity and actually that's another reason why I, the book made possible right now has been a great antidote i mean right at the start of lockdown i was literally dipping into it every day you know, I don't, I don't have motivational tones lying around the house. I mean, you know, don't have quotes. And, but, but actually dipping into that for a bit of positivity and a little bit of light, you know, um, was, was really good. Um, and the, the, the social media thing has just been amazing to suddenly, I don't know, mention Twitter, you know, to be on Twitter and just, just yesterday, someone sent me a fantastic photograph of themselves with the book you know, standing outside in the, in the sunshine with a copy of the orange book. And it was just amazing. You know, it just made me smile. Um, and I was meant to not be on Twitter that day, but I, I couldn't ignore that. So I was tempted back, but for good reason. <laughs> yeah, I think um, 
as well sometimes the presentation which is so rare to see done like this but of making the really and it's such a clear and obvious point but as you say um the sort of nonchalantness of people to not get involved it the skill and the the achievement for example with your art laura is all your achievement and skill obviously um but they what you reference about sort of your mum's input and things like that are all around support that is just there to make sure that you can do what you're really really good at but that level just the the way it's written and explained is again it seems so obvious but it isn't to everyone it's just that these reasonable adjustments just make it so that anyone can achieve what they already have the skill at and I think that's what I really liked about your chapter was just that you're at a base level, the whole chapter from the beginning to the end of the, of your story, you'd always been very good at art. And it was just that these, these adjustments were put in place to help you reach the level you've reached and you sort of kind of just run with it really. In a, in a... Yeah. I think that's the way forward is to find something in somebody who has difficulties that they're interested in or that they can do without too much um, interaction with other people, then if you uh, nurture the idea of that uh, one thing, then it leads to different things going right rather than wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's all, depending on the difficulties, it's all possible in a way that uh, even a little bit like um, putting food to mouth or putting um, picking up a cup of a cup to drink or to uh, process I don't know um, to to think of something that's basic but also individual to the person who's uh, is really important because it gives them independence in some way, um, which helps the process, I guess, of learning in a um, this fast um, London world of like society goes so fast you can't keep up. But it's um, yeah, it's really good. Thank you, Sabah. Well, thank you, Laura. I think we can all relate to that, though, what you've just said. And, you know, we, we all need, we all need support. Exactly. I'm no different in a certain way, but it's just educatingly differently done. Um, yeah. So. Sorry, my cat just somehow opened the door. I don't know how she did. <laughs> how did you do that? Cat can tell that there's a really interesting podcast happening. Wants to get involved. <laughs> what are your thoughts on well, it? It is. A, it's a deeply inclusive book. It's a book about diversity and embracing all our differences. So if one of us happens to be a domestic pet, then I think it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable. That was my favourite chapter, the one written by the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was only in the limited edition hardbacks, I think. So that will probably be why you've got that one. Did you, Laura? Just um in the whole experience of writing and everything you said um writing itself is something that you're a bit nervous about going into it and then Sabo was able to help with that 
how did it feel then when you first sort of got the book in print to sort of read something that was written by you having said already that you didn't ever feel like writing was something that was a strong point I think it felt um felt really good and really shocking that I not only was able to do it but also it's out there uh, in society so anybody can pick it up it's not just for people with uh, in social uh, in what do they call it social care settings so it's more about um, getting into the mainstream which is great um, yeah so we'll see what happens from here really and I've had these situations whereby I'm doing Zoom calls and this crazy idea of doing virtual interviews, which I've never done before, of course, before lockdown. So it's like, mm, a new world. Yeah, we've, had a, we've all had a lot to learn, haven't we? <laughs> we have, um, it's crazy. Um, and we've, it's uh, a kind of, I know I've already mentioned this, my work once. I don't want to talk about work all the time, but we have uh, like seen that actually for a lot of the uh, young people we support, that having an online kind of way of communicating has actually worked quite well for them all. And um, where there may have been some social anxiety and things like that, they find online to be a much kind of easier um, way of communicating so yeah there's so much to learn yeah no it's great i've um i found it very difficult to begin with and uh we went i was getting help from my support agency to do microsoft teams and um lining up with the different um aspects of it was a bit like complicated and i was like is this ever going to happen? But it did after about three hours. So it was quite exciting. But um, yeah, the other thing that I found really shocking is that actually I can see myself as I talk to you and I find it a bit freaky. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I really find that odd like seeing myself. It's like <gasps> scary. <laughs> <laughs> How about well, in terms of um, lockdown? Have have you found it uh, in terms of being having a space to create? Um, how have you been like? Wow, this is a great time to get some art done, or maybe even provide yeah. inspiration. I have. Um, there's some artwork behind me that I don't know. At the beginning of lockdown, it was. I think it was at the beginning of lockdown, but there was a lot of talk about air hostess and flying and how they should wash their hands more often because of the um pandemic or what they call it yeah. um was in the air more likely and that's where the first so this mm. painting here is of one of the newspaper images or yeah. all of this is actually based <laughs> on a newspaper so i think this is the sun and maybe this one is um you know they talk about temperature doing your temperature in a new way so when you're at home you have that long stick yeah of putting it in your mouth and now they're 
trying to do computerized and they gun you. This one's this one, but I don't understand why he's got an orange um, suit on, but it looks a bit like, you know, when you're um, uh, watching films and somebody's done something wrong and they go with their suits to not be infecting the area that they're yeah. looking at. It's a bit like that, I thought. So I got really excited by that concept. And then um, this one is of somebody on public transport, two people on public transport, and how they were talking about how um, it can be caught and sneezing and all that sort of thing, or breathing on people. So they were saying... Um, that you can get it through gloves, you can get it. So this is sort of the idea of the pandemic coming down on their gloves. And then this is all based around being on a bus. Um, so yeah, that's where it all sort of started the process. I was at home and not really doing any work, but wanted, and I wasn't able to come into the studio either because um, everything was shut down so I thought um, and I was trying to get my work to develop but didn't know how to so I've come up with this idea of doing uh, it sort of sketchbook work on one piece of paper rather than so this being all different sides is a bit like being a page rather than being a painting so that's how I came up with it really um, this particular so I've continued that concept I've got about three pages of different images in lockdown process about what's happened in the news that excites me or not necessarily excites me but sort of the idea that it needs my um, interpretation so yeah um, so I've got one of a support worker. A support worker said at the beginning of lockdown, you can take a photo of me um, in my mask. And uh, she was in my flat uh, sitting at the table. And she said, well, it's very exciting. So she put her arms up, and this is meant to be a uh, finding the pens for when they're writing in my diary to say what we've done during the hours that, that they're with me. And then music's really important to me. So she was sitting in front of the um, speaker, and uh, yes, yeah, so we were saying it was positive rather than negative. Yeah. concept of being indoors because i can't see it very well there it is very um yeah it looks like a dj at a rave <laughs> Yay! Yes. that's really cool i'm not sure good i love the fluidity of it though laura oh great and that's one of my paintings up there um a corner of one of my paintings. Oh, yeah. How long, how long did it take you to do that? That's a good question. Um, probably, 
I've never really timed it, so I don't really know, but probably maybe four hours. But because I don't do it all in one go, it varies. So I'll do an hour here and there and then go back to it or do another one. So it sort of develops from there, really. So, yeah, that's me. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing us some as well. Yeah, that was that's a real awesome. Treat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really liked how you, you said, you know, how you kind of um, kind of got started in kind of doing art was how your mum suggested it as a way of expressing how you were feeling. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a, you know, what a fantastic way for that to begin and then actually blossom into, you know, yeah no it's lasted all my life which yeah. is good but i'm still frustrated and still not quite doing what i'm meant to be doing in terms of um communicating how i really feel but i think i've learned a way of processing something which sometimes means something to somebody else and um so yeah i think it's a really good opportunity to slow down at my speed rather than speed up for other people um and choosing colors is much easier than choosing articles to read no offense Saba. Um, <laughs> none taken <I> hope. <laughs> this time this time i will let you off okay that's good that's good um <clears throat> so yeah it's all um yeah, I have three brothers and they were very physical and very into uh, doing sports and things like that. So I sort of wanted to be with them, but couldn't physically because of my physical dis difficulties. So art was the next best thing. Yeah, no, that was, um, I know, yeah, agreeing with Jack there that, that expressing your feeling through art is just such a creative way to, and you can almost still like well you can still see it in some of the stuff you just showed us as well like the the presentation of certain things the, the, the like the picture of the um person with their arms up like the the emo there is a, there's quite a lot of emotion in that as just a small picture as you can kind of you get a lot from looking at it so like it makes me feel a certain way but also you can sort of see emotion in the person in the picture so it's quite like um you can see the influence of that yeah so that's yeah really cool oh that's good yeah that's what they meant for so that's great yeah <laughs> um so we're probably gonna start to wrap things up a little bit um so saba uh what obviously all good bookstores do you have a, a preferred a preferred place for people to uh buy the book from ah i would love people to go to their local bookstore an actual physical store that smells of books and looks like it's full of books and is not on your computer screen. Obviously, if you're able to do that, then go, go to your local independent bookstore. And if they haven't got it in, they will be more than happy to order it in. Um, otherwise, you can find it on whatever online uh, book retailer uh, you regularly uh, shop at. Um, or Hive. Hive is always good. Uh, Hive is an online bookstore, but they donate uh, a percentage to, of each sale to a local bookstore of your choice. So if you can't get out, we haven't got a store near you. But I think, um, 
yeah, I mean, now that lockdown is, is easing for some of us, it's just been amazing to actually go back into proper bookstores. Um, so, yeah, local, if you can. Um, and uh, Laura, where, where's the best place that people could potentially see some of your wonderful art? It'd be on my website, um, which is Laura Broughton artist at weebly.com yeah that's the that's the one i was on yeah i had a great yeah, time <laughs> and your instagram page as well laura yes that's very true there's more modern things on the instagram um i haven't got a clue how to say that though because i don't know what the definition is in uh we can we can find it and then we record a little bit at the beginning and at the end and we awesome. can great that's uh, good. read it out for you so then people thank will be able to find it um yeah thank you so much guys yeah. it's been a really uh oh, been such a joy um to talk to you both um, it's been a really good one to come back with after yeah. so long. <laughs> no thank you it's been great i can't believe we've been talking for almost um as long as we have yeah. which i won't say because you might edit for <laughs> five minutes oh we don't <laughs> edit <laughs> we, yeah we don't we don't really edit um at all to be honest we'd quite like to keep the just chatting format because i think it's easier for people yeah. to just engage with dip in and out with lovely but no it's been great it's been so interesting to have um both of you on and talk about a really good book and a really good chapter specifically laura because um it was very good me and jack both would yeah couldn't say enough good things about it before you guys got here so um yeah thanks so much for coming on oh thank you jack thank you tom thank and you Whoa! What, what a, a pod. <laughs> what a what a pod! That's some good pod. The Raiders Excellent of the pod. podcast. <laughs> Just a call back to the intro. That's again. a master pod. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, and is it are you about to talk about Master Chef? New Zealand tweeting yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it to anyone. <laughs> so much better than other Master Chefs. I was going to ask you how your lockdown's been, but you've kind of just said a lot of MasterChef. Well, no, that's only been the last few days. <laughs> you've had quite a good amount to do in the in the lockdown, haven't you? Very busy, yes. Are it's you going to talk own. about that at all? Or? Well, you did kind of <laughs> allude to it earlier. Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of um, live streams for, as activities for the young people uh, and adults that I work with uh, as part of my job in a place we try not to say the place, but I think it's very easily discoverable, especially on our Twitter right Twitter, now. Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what is our yeah. Twitter, Jack? Because I would really love to see what you've been doing. <laughs> uh, Twitter is at ChallengingPod. So we're actually do getting, get in touch. We're getting um, quite a few followers, I've, I've noticed. We have oh, 600. Yeah, I mean, imagine if we hit a thousand. Ah, oh, guys, four hundred <laughs> of you listening to this right now. Just go and uh, give it the old follow. Tell your um, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Uh, and if you want to get into a touch of us by email, you can email challengingbehaviourspodcast at gmail dot com. Like I said at the beginning, we're hoping to do a run of six episodes. We've got two lined sorted, up, including yeah. today's. 
So filling up those other four, I'm fairly confident about number three, but that person is away from their emails at the moment. And hopefully when they get back onto them, they'll be like, yeah. I know this person has said I'd happily do it in the past. So hopefully um, we can get that person. Uh, but if, you ha- if anyone wants to come on or knows of people that they think would be great on it, please let us know. Because yeah. we um, are um, always open. Yeah, exactly. And obviously now the world's ended, it can all be done on Zoom, so even easier. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, Saba's book made possible uh, in all good local bookshops, but also on Amazon, where I bought it. Um, <laughs> I, I I just have my mum's copy. I didn't even yeah. buy it. But I will buy my own at some point. Yeah. Very... I move out. Big recommend. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Well, we've both held it up. And people can't <laughs> see us. But as we as you heard us talk about in the podcast with Laura and Saba, the, the book just makes such an important point but makes it in such a good way. And it's a cracking read. It's the best... It's the best uh, yeah. Highest um, praise I could give a book. It's a cracking read. It's a cracking read. I mean, if there's a like a reprint or whatever, they can add that quote. Cracking That's why I'd like it to say, challenging pod called this a cracking read. Yeah. Um, but I'd like it to say, reviewed any other books. Have then, we reviewed any other books? It's, I think it's our first. Oh, no, 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 no. Francis Ryan, didn't Francis we? Ryan. Which was another cracking read, actually. Um, I really enjoyed that book too, so... So, yeah, it's high praise, isn't it? It's in a book club of two very good yeah. books on the. I've subject. got another book as well, which I haven't started reading, um, which is called Disability Visibility. Similar in a way to Sabbath, where it's like collection of um, essays. It's kind of a bit like um, I don't know if you've ever read The Good Immigrant. It's a bit like that, where mm. it's a collection of different uh, essays uh, by lots of different people. Um, yeah, it's really good. good the good immigrant, uh, well, edited it? by Alice Wong, so it is kind of American centric. But like Eugene Grant's got one in there and stuff too. So um, I think one thing I will say about it: the texture of the cover is really weird. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned the good immigrant in terms of made possible because that's one of the first things I thought of when I was reading it was that this is similar. It's like a um, where good immigrant obviously looks at immigration and race and things. This is like a sort of learning disability focused approach to the same type of book. So it was really, um, if you liked The Good Immigrant, you'll love Made Possible. There you go. And then, yeah, Laura's uh, website is Laura Broughton, and that's B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, artist.weebly, which is W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. And I tried to find her Instagram, but... uh, to no avail, but I'm pretty sure it's on her website. So um, you can see some more modern stuff, yeah. And, um, and Saba is Saba Salmon on Twitter, isn't she? I'm yes, pretty sure. Yeah. And she does all sorts of um, stuff, not just this book. Yeah. She's always sharing really good stuff, so she's a good person to follow as well. Often in the, in the old Giardin. Giardin. Sorry? Oh, the, 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 the Guardian. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah, that's what was I was saying it wrong. I think I was. Yeah, I think you were. Um, have you had a good pandemic, Jack? Just have I had a good pandemic. pando? Good yeah, it's been a good... good I mean, it's, it's, I, I find it really awkward to talk about my pando because I think, on the whole, I've had quite a positive one. 
I think you have to say that your lockdown was positive. I think the pandemic itself is not. Yeah. Oh, my lockdown. I've not. I just kind of equate the two. There is. Yeah, yeah, my lockdown has got not, not that hasn't been the case for everyone. So I don't like to say like I've actually had a pretty possibly a career high. <laughs> uh, during my, uh, but you've um, but yeah, you've ta- yeah the transition to online for you has been really good and you've done it really well. Yeah. How about your? How's your pando? It's all right. I've played so much Animal Crossing, like a <laughs> ridiculous amount of Animal Crossing. Um, uh, I'd love to, if we could get someone to talk about the whole wheelchair thing on uh, Animal Crossing. What wheelchair thing? You can buy wheelchairs on it, but apparently the price of it, I mean, much like real life, is far more expensive than a wheelchair should be. I um, think I've got one on my world, but you can't, um, I think it's just in my storage. I don't, I can't remember if I put it down anywhere, but I, um, I don't know if you, you can actually wheel it around. Yeah, I don't you know can't you can use it. it. I think it's more of a sort of furniture piece. Yeah, so it acts so like come a on chair. Now. But I'm interested. Well, the point in, yeah, of it how is that's... you can move around in it. It's freedom. That's what it is. Why have <laughs> you not done that? But then on Reddit, I saw someone post about how they just felt amazed, and the same goes with Lego because they did a Lego figure recently in mm. a wheelchair in one of their Lego city sets, and a lot of people were just saying just that representation alone is enough for. Yeah, I think there was a Barbie last year. Yeah, we, that's something we should really look into. We're sort of just rambling about future podcast plans. Well, I hope someone will hear this and be like, yeah, that's something I can talk about. I'm going to email challengingbehaviourspodcast at gmail.com or Twitter. Or go on Hang out with Jack and Tom. <laughs> Slave to Zuckerberg. Yeah. Come on, Facebook. <laughs> all through the fake news and the horrible stuff. And then... Uh, I think you just search Tragic Behaviours and podcasts will come up. I reckon. I pay very read. limited attention to it. Mainly Twitter. Right? Yeah, Twitter's where it's at. It's all happening. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back next week. Soon. Yeah, let's do weekly. Why not? Um, so, uh, catch then. Don't forget to do all the, you know, the liking, the subscribing. Leave us a review on a Amazon. Review. No, on Amazon, Apple. <laughs> Well, on I mean, I don't know. We're not on Amazon, but you could give us a review. Uh, maybe you could review Saba's book, and then as a part of that review, talk about us. Part of this excellent uh, podcast, which had Jack and someone who isn't Jack, um, you know, doing yeah. doing words and stuff. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Until thank you. Next I mean, time. truly, thank you. Yeah. Bye then. Bye.